Thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every day. Hi, I'm Stephen Willis, and alongside me is Tim Thomas, and we're going to talk a little bit about Ole Miss basketball, and that is with the Ole Miss football team at 5-1. and one. Talking basketball, Tim, at Ole Miss, as you are well aware, in October doesn't necessarily happen, but you almost have to do it this year. Yeah, I think with Chris Beard, like you said many times, Chris Beard coming on uh, in Oxford and all around the Southeast, people are looking to see what's going to happen. And with with all this talent he has brought together, it should be an exciting year. Yeah, absolutely. And and the one thing that really piques my interest is Ole Miss has turned over their roster, but not in a bad way. They kept the two most talented players that were on last year's roster and they just added pieces from the transfer portal in around them. And all of a sudden, you look at this this roster, and it's like, if everybody gets cleared and all the waivers gets granted, granted, because we still have to find out about Brandon Murray and um, Musa Cisse, but if those waivers get grand, granted, this is a 24-win team. I like your enthusiasm. Uh, I'm not sure. It's so hard to tell right now. It, Beard, I've listened to a lot of his uh, interviews, and he, he's real – Gung-ho about it, and I am too. I can see you are, but it's going to be hard to get that much. But I looked at the schedule. We have uh, like nine uh, home games in the non-conference and then nine home games in the conference. So you're supposed to win your home games, so that could be 18. And then you get a couple here, a couple there, one here, one there. So it's definitely 20. I'm good with you, 24. I'm going to hang around 20 to be uh, safe. Yeah, I, I'm pretty fired up about this unit, and I'm looking forward whenever they start playing. And before we get into the preview, Ole Miss is playing a basketball game this year in the Tad Smith Coliseum. For the first time in like five or six years, they're going to be back in that building that they closed down. Are they doing anything with former players that day to bring you guys back, as that might be the last time a game like that happens? Yeah, they have sent us out emails and all. We were all invited to come with a couple free tickets, you know, bring your spouse or whoever. And they're honoring Rob Evans, the coach back then, and his team. Of course, that's the same team that Keith Carter was on, so that's a good thing. And uh, I, I think it's great. Uh, I hadn't, uh, Actually, me and my wife snuck in a tad pad a few years ago There was after a ball game uh, in, uh, at the pavilion. We snuck in a side door and looked in there. It was kind of – you know, cool to see that. They, they kind of kept it up. I think they've used it for a lot of the girls' sports and that type of thing. So it's going to be interesting. I'm planning on going, Lord willing, uh, just to see how it all goes. But he, he's definitely got the SEC fired up. Oxford and uh, people like you and me and the media really expected a lot out of this team. You know, this is going to sound silly, and this is going to sound gimmicky. But Chris Beard should absolutely do this for this game. They should find some color pictures of what the floor looked like in the early 80s with the with almost the powder blue thing with the Ole Miss on the end, like the Gerald Glass era Ole Miss floor. And they need to recreate that exactly for this one game. Just one game. You can have the modern basketball goal po- uh, basketball goals in there, but just decorate the floor to where it looks like it did like Gerald Glass time frame. Yeah, he was a great player. Yeah, I'm I'm good with all that. He, I think Beard is good with marketing. I saw the day he's trying to get uh, Snoop Dogg in to, for one of his uh, fireside chats, and uh, you saw the uh, Chuck Liddell. I'm not sure, 
familiar with that guy greatly. I know he UFC, the the wrestler type guy. He he was there speaking to him last Saturday morning to the team. So he's he's open to anybody he knows that has some popularity, famous, been successful. He's willing to try things and, and the tad pad and the fireside chats. And I think he's really big with sororities and fraternities going out. And of course, they had the uh, square jam last Friday night. I didn't go this year. I went last year. It's it's a good uh, exhibition type thing for the town and for people to come. And also, the, you know, the football game was the next day. So it's a good thing. He's good at that. And that's what it takes to get the fans, especially the young kids, the uh, college kids in. And then some of us old folks, we, we might trickle in uh, to some of these games. I'm hoping to go to several. Now, uh, did Midnight Madness – um, with college basketball practice, did that start um, when you around when you were there, or is that later on? We never had it at Ole Miss. I, I think some of the other places. I know Kentucky used to have it. I'm not sure who all did. But we we didn't do that. Our well, he just he wasn't anything like that. He he wasn't a marketing type guy. He didn't care about that type of thing. He just had you for a couple of hours a day, and he was going to wear you out for the hours he had you. So it's a good thing. And then we talked about beard. They're limited to practices these days. You have a certain amounts, certain hours, like Kiffin, you have certain hours you can practice. And he's got this new team, team the, the culture, you call it, all the things that he's pushing to really get this team to buy in. You Just like Kiffin, you got all these portal guys from here, there, and wherever, and you got to get them together and play as a team. There's no I in team. Yeah, let's move on to the roster this year, and we'll start off with the returning players, at least the returning players um, that we're expecting to make an impact. If we overlook somebody, it's not its not personal. It's just we're just looking at the roster and trying to piece it together. But T.J. Caldwell, Jamin Brakefield, and Matthew Morrell are back and are going to presumably play massive roles for this Ole Miss team. And once you put players around those guys, like legitimate threat-type players, I think we're going to see a different Matthew Morrell. I think Jamin Brakefield, who is already the leader of this team, is going to absolutely step up. And then whenever we're talking a little bit later, the height that they're going to have in the post, I think that's going to be a little bit of a game changer. Yeah, you saw we won several games uh, last year and towards the end of the year without these talented kids. There was a lot of talent on the, on the team last year, but this team is ultra talented. This guy – is he went out and got guys that fit his system, you know, the people that he wants, like you've talked about, the guards, the stretch. He wants them a certain height. He don't really like to go with a short fella. Uh, he, he likes to go with length and to guard. And his primary thing, as you're going to see, is his defense. That's where he's going to head to. But we got some shooters this year. I believe, you know, it's been a problem the last several years. I don't know how far, but he, he's got actually shooters. Some of these guys, you know, pr- Lord willing, Brandon Murray gets to come. He's a great player. Uh, Musa Sensei inside. But it's kind of weird. You know, Beer's having to try to practice not knowing about the NCAA. They're so slow. And we talked a minute ago about maybe they need to subcontract this out, this enforcement policies uh, to some other firm or something, a lawyer firm, something to do it better and quicker. You have to wait all this time. And like the fellow at the football player at North Carolina just found out Walker, he was able to play. Well, we are halfway through the season. Just ridiculous, in my opinion. Just totally uh, not professional, but I think that's pretty well known. But this team, uh, like you said, there, there are so many guys. I'll try to look at the lineup of the day. You may already you're going to touch on that. I was looking at the lineup high, you know, 
And that's what Bears have to go through. Brandon Murray, Musa Sensei, Sensei, we're not sure they're going to get to play. So you got that lineup that they're in it. You know, of course, you got Morrell and you got Brakefield and you got uh, the kid from Auburn, the Flanagan. Uh, so you think that might be the start lineup. But if Murray, Murray, Murray's not in there, Sensei's not in there, you definitely got Sharp. And then who's the other guy? So you got several guys. Are you going to go to a two-point guard like Juju? I'm going to go ahead and go with that. Juju Murray, or is he going to be the two-point guard? And you have Morrell, and you have Flanagan, and you have Brakefield and Sharp. So it's a lot of ways to put pull that around. And, and Beard, the other day in his uh, press conference, he, had, he mentioned that. He said, I just have to you know, you just have to deal with stuff. Like someone gets hurt or uh, one of the wide receivers, if one of them gets hurt, you just have to go on push. So that, that's, that time, that's what he's dealing with. And he's done it all over. He's coached pro teams. He's coached uh, smaller colleges. He's coached JUCO. So he knows how to pick and play. So this is, this is not an issue for him at all. Now, the question is, like, Brandon Murray, if if this goes on so long, does this just mean he sits out and he's eligible next year? I don't know that. That's a good point. I hadn't, hadn't yeah. thought about that. That's a good point. And see, say, are they going to stick around? I assume they're getting NIL money, wouldn't you think? So yeah. he's not hes not actually playing any games. That'd be something for them to figure out. I, I don't know how to handle that one, but I'm hoping. I mean, talk about Brandon Murray. He was at LSU. Mm-hmm. Will Wade gets fired. So he goes to Georgetown. Patrick Ewing, Ewing gets fired. So what is he supposed to do? I mean, he could stay there and fight it out. I understand that, but he don't want to. So that's why he comes to Ole Miss. I think that's why Beard, he was the first one that uh, Beard got out of the portal because he feels pretty sure but who knows that he's going to be able to play. And then Musa Sisay, maybe not as much. He was at Memphis, Oklahoma State. I don't know if he had any issues. He may have some issues that we don't know about that he's putting down in this uh, form to, to try to get to play. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. But uh, regardless if those guys are in the lineup or not, and it would definitely, they would definitely help. We got we got a good, talented team that we can win. We can win at least 20 games. Yeah, everybody's seen how athletic Matthew Morell is. Brandon Murray is more of an athlete than Matthew Morell. I mean, I mean he, he's freakishly athletic. You watched the video, Andy. I can't yeah. you watched the video. Yeah, it's like, man, I, I can just see a situation where they put Juju at point guard yeah. and then basically just have two wings of Matthew Morell and Brandon Murray with two of yeah. the bigs in the middle. And there's like, let's go, let's do it. And Alan Flanagan, I'm telling you, that guy's real too. He is seriously real. I've watched him last few years at Auburn, and uh, he can play. He may be better than Murray. I just be, just keep eye on it. And of course, his daddy's there, so he might get to play a little bit more than uh, one. Yeah, oh yeah. Better. So we'll see. Some of the um, like Jamarian Sharp is six, seven foot five, which I can't even imagine somebody being over a foot taller than me. Um, that, that, that's just weird. Um, I think Jamin Brakefield's going to st- pop up, but Austin Nunez, he was known in high school as a human bucket. He could just, he was just a score. He was kind of like, um, I think it was Oklahoma or Texas. I can't remember where he played ball, but it was almost a little bit like Chris Jackson, that reputation coming out of college. And I'm not calling this kid Chris Jackson, but it was just the walking bucket type thing made me think of that. I'm interested to see how Austin Munoz does. What time, I think he's going to split time with Juju Murray. Or I mean, um, what's his name? Jalen Murray? Juju Murray? Yeah, I got it right. There's two Murrays on the team this year. I'm going yeah, to mess true. up on this a lot. Uh, but I, I, I think Austin Munoz has, has a role that he is going to kind of build on this team going forward. 
it's hard to say. You know, he, he played at Arizona State and uh, Juju played at St. Peter's, and they're both really good athletes. I've watched the videos. I've watched some of their games, and uh, we talked about uh, Juju played for St. Peter's a couple years ago when they beat Kentucky in the dance. So it, they're very good. So it's, it's hard to say who's going to start. I don't know, and that's what uh, we talked about, that Chris Beard really don't care who starts. He wants the top five. I think he'll play, it looks to me, with a – he may play between eight to ten on a regular basis, maybe more. Those guys were talented. I don't believe he got those guys in the portal and paying them what he's paying them to sit on the bench. So I think he's going to play maybe eight to ten, and they're going to all move in and out just like the football team in the fourth quarter, right? Fourth quarter, you still refresh. You've been playing people moving in and out, and I think that's what he plans to do. But because when they, you play defense, like he's going to expect it, you get tired. I mean, you know, this ain't like. Uh, go down and take a shot and go rest there in defense. That ain't going to happen or you ain't going to play. You are going to get to rest. You're going to sit over by beard. But uh, this is going to be a tough team. And he's expecting 100% the culture, culture he's uh, bringing on. The, I, I love the, the little phrases he has some, but he, he the players, you can tell the time, you know, we got to, the time we got, we got to, we can't waste time. We got to really do these practices. We got to make sure every, ever second count. So he's, he's got a lot of good ways about him that impresses me. And I can tell by some of the interviews that the, that the kids are all bought in. Definitely. Now there is a kid on this roster that I'm interested in, and it's not because there's any chance of him really playing. It's just something it's Gavin Murphy who got a scholarship. He's from California. He is five foot eleven. Now that's the reason I'm interested in this because if you look at the players that Chris Beard has on this roster, seemingly just about everybody is six foot three or four to six foot nine. There's some above it. There's a couple below it. But the people below it provide extra special things that Chris Beard can use. A five eleven guard on scholarship has got to be an unbelievable shooter. I. That one has me intrigued, but I just don't think Chris Beard signs a 5'11 player unless he's like a super penetrator or something like that because he's all about getting players 6'5 to 6'9 and just having everybody be positionless. This guy is a shooter. You're talking about bucket getter, this guy. I, I saw him on several uh, clips. He, he can really shoot. It's hard to say, you know, what Beard's got in mind, but he's one of them guys that may not start and might not even play a lot, but there's certain times – you can put a sharpshooter in there like a Larry Bird to come in and just drill a few and just really get the momentum back or go in and make a play and, and just make a defensive play. He's going to predominantly go with the guys you're talking about. But the guys like this guy, I'm impressed with what I saw. He's a super shooter, and uh, uh, I'm expecting a lot out of him too. I hope he gets to play a lot. Yeah, and there's a lot of names on this roster, and we didn't cover everybody today, and that wasn't – intentional there's just so many new names and as the season gets going and as we get closer we're probably going to talk about them so don't look at that oversight as anything intentional or anything like that it just it just happened to work out that way now last thing tim going into year one of chris beard what are the expectations yeah i mean you talked about this before we started today i feel good about 20 uh 20 wins i looked at the schedule it starts off with several teams. I think they had uh, contracts. They had to play some of these games uh, because Kermit was there. But, uh, you know, there's several teams there we shouldn't have any trouble with. You know, at least nine to ten wins. There's a couple teams, North Carolina State, uh, uh, California, Memphis. Some of those teams might be tough. We'll see how that goes. But if we get nine or ten out of the uh, 
non-conference and then get nine out of the 18 of the, the conference, that's that's bumping 20. So I, I feel good about that. We talked about NCAA. Beard's got the attention of the public, the media. He's been around. He had some bad stuff happen, and, you know, and we've talked about that. And uh, let me briefly talk about John Riley. We, we, last year I was real bad on the weight guys, the strength conditioning guys. I think this guy knows – it's not that you lift weights. It's that you got to know when to do it and when not to do it prior to a game, a day before, a day before. You you got to have a time to relax and get settled down. That's kind of what I meant last year. Maybe I wasn't real clear on that. But I think it's John Riley guy. He knows. He's been with Beard, I think, about everywhere he's been. So he knows how to get these guys in shape, just like the fellow in football. He does a really good job, you know. And he's going to be – this is going to be defensive-oriented. He's going to play two halves. And that last five minutes of the game, if they are strength conditioned properly, they're they're going to go ahead and play hard and make the plays, and these other teams may not. Now, um, before we get out of here, um, just David, as a comp of the coaches that we've seen in the last forty years, what can we expect Ole Miss to look like compared to like past Ole Miss teams? What what does the Chris Beard team look like? It's going to be so much defensive oriented, but. The defense is going to lead to the offense, kind of like the football team. You make a couple of takeaways, a fumble, or an interception. They're going, to, they're going to, like we talked about the no middle defense. They're going to pressure people like people's never had. They just don't. Duke does this. They pressure hard. The top, the top teams, most sports are defensive minded. If you, you can play really good defense, it'll lead to your great offense. But. That he's got athletes out of this world. I'm I'm looking I'm looking for no doubt like we've talked no doubt the NCAA team. I could see us winning a couple of games in it with the players we got. If we get Murray and uh, Cisse, I can see we could go in further. But you know I'm a homer like we've talked about. Everybody's a homer because that's what we uh, we trying to do is promote Ole Miss. But with Chris Beard and his he's got a great coaching staff. I mean. Pinkins and, and the Berg and Flanagan, those guys are good. And West Wind Case, those guys are good. So he's got a people that he expects to help. And they when they get to practice, man, those coaches are out there with them. They're working with them one on one or one on five, and they're they're getting things done. So this practice time they get, they are really putting a lot into it. So I, I'm I expect great things. I may be expecting too much. That's why I was hanging around 18. But after I looked through the schedule when it came out. I can say 20 at least. I don't know if the 24 like you talking, but if it happens, I'm 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 all for it, man. I'm yeah, like, bring it on. Yeah, if they hit 24, you're looking at like a five seed in the NCAA tournament. True. Um, so it, it'll be interesting. Chris Beard has never lost an opening round NCAA tournament game, by the way. Yeah, that, that says a lot. You know, we've mm-hmm. talked about his record where he's been, Oakland, Texas, Texas, Texas. It's He's successful. He he has a culture. He builds the culture. He he has the kids buy into it. Uh, he had, they asked in an interview the other day, Alan Flanagan, you know, why are you here? You know, Chris Beard, that's why I'm here. He was at, at, at the Little Rock uh, with, with his, his father. And, and he said, "That's I'm here for Chris Beard. I appreciate what he does. I know how he coaches. He coaches them hard, but he, he's fair. You know, we talked about the uh, – he mentioned what is that phrase? Uh, structured freedom. That's what he believes in. Structured freedom with his teams. That sometimes, you know, we've talked about coaches that jerk people out real quick with they made a mistake or something. He, he's not like that. He likes to have a little freedom to get used to playing, and and uh, he, he don't do that like some other coaches do. So I think the kids really like that and appreciate it. 
Yeah, and as we get close to basketball season, you'll see a little bit more of Tim Thomas on the show as we're getting ready to start up our basketball coverage as well. Thank you for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every day. Tim, thank you so much for stopping by. We got football going at 5-1. and one. Basketball is getting ready to get started. It's going to be genuinely a great time of year come November. Yeah, November the 6th is the first game against Alabama State, so it's right here. It's 26 days away when I, I counted when we were uh, taping. But it's a, a fun time, something to get fired about. The football team's doing well, and I hear the uh, baseball team had some real good recruiting through the portal also. So Ole Miss is looking good. Uh, I'm proud to be a Rebel. All right, Tim. I'll talk to you a little bit, babe. All right, thank you.